0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. I'm Travis, your Stock Geek. Today is Monday, July 18th, 2022. We've got a very busy week ahead here with many companies reporting their Q2 earnings results here, so we'll be covering as many of those as we can. Recapping last week quickly, the US indices were down about a percent or percent and a half or so. We also saw commodities broadly down. Crude was down 6%. Copper was down 6%. Gold and silver down a couple percentage points. Natural gas did buck that trend, but overall commodities generally were weak. We also saw government bond yields down at the long end of the curve. We saw that the economic data on the inflation side was still pretty grim. We had June CPI at over 9% year-over-year increase and the June PPI with an 11% year-over-year increase. So still very, very high inflation readings. The market, though, was reacting as if the Fed is eventually going to be pushed to have to ease on interest rate increases. Obviously, they're in a very aggressive interest rate hiking cycle currently, but the long end of the bond curve was down in anticipation that eventually we could be actually tightening into a weakening economy and that the Fed will eventually have to ease maybe late this year or early next. On the notable weekly gainer and loser side, we had a few weekly gainers that were kind of one-offs like Iron Source, which was being acquired by Unity, Cygnus Sports, we had Beam, um, uh, Herbalife got an upgrade, and then Semi Stocks were relatively strong last week with pretty strong earnings out of TSMC. On the weekly loser side, we had solar stocks broadly weak due to the inability of the Democrats to get enough votes to pass a sweeping climate change bill, which would have benefited solar companies. We also saw mining stocks weak on the weak commodity prices. We saw oil service stocks weak on weak oil prices. Unity was down on that announcement of the iron source acquisition, which I talked about a little bit last week as being a bit of a head scratcher. We also saw just weakness across the board generally in some of the higher growth tech stocks and some of the more beaten up tech stocks like Cardlytics and Fiverr and DigitalOcean and stocks like that. Uh, We saw that Google did have their 20 for one stock split go effective. Um, Twitter, of course, sued Elon in the Delaware courts last week to try to enforce that buyout. We saw Elliott Management, and activist hedge fund, take a stake in Pinterest. And we saw Netflix picked Microsoft as their ad platform vendor for their ad supported streaming service. On the earnings side, we had some of the big banks like JP Morgan, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo reporting earnings. Generally, what we saw was strength in the consumer side of the business, but weakness on the investment banking and some of the market sides of the business. Overall, though, the banks were still suggesting pretty strong performance out of the consumer, and they weren't yet seeing a whole lot of weakening. When it came to things like credit card performance or you know any any kinds of massive upticks in delinquencies or anything like that, so overall the earnings comments from the big banks were still pretty positive. Um, we saw a big insider buy at Stitch Fix from Bill Gurley, the board director there, and that was really it from the major news that I had from last week to recap. But looking in on markets this morning, we do see a more of a risk-on environment to start the week. We see stocks up about 1% on the indices. We see commodities broadly up. We see agricultural commodities positive. Crude's up about a percent or two. Copper's up almost 4%. Natural gas up almost 8 or 9%. Silver's up. Gold's up. And, of course, cryptocurrency is up. Uh, Bitcoin's up about 10% over the past week or so. Ethereum's up over 30% over the last week or so. And the dollar's down today, so we do see on the early gainer side a lot of the crypto-focused companies like Coinbase and MicroStrategy and others are up quite a bit today. I think Coinbase is now up about 10 to 12 percent on the day, and we see a rally in some of the 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 more beaten-up side of tech like Upstart, Grab. Uh, we see some of the metal stocks like Freeport-MacMoran improving today, and uh, even some of the retailers like nordstrom etc are up so far today not many on the loser side i think paramount Globals, one one to note there but uh, overall like i said most stocks in the positive in the green today so far This morning, we got Q2 earnings reports out of Bank of America and Goldman Sachs. Bank of America missed their revenue and earnings expectations for the quarter just slightly. It looked healthy overall, though. Revenue was up 6% year-over-year. That was driven by a 22% increase in net interest income due to higher interest rates. However, that was offset by weakness in non-interest income. Investment banking revenue is driving a large part of that. They were down 47% year-over-year with weaker investment banking activity out there. Bank of America said, though, that the consumer remains relatively resilient in their eyes. They had raised their provisions for credit losses slightly sequentially, but overall the non-performing loans and charge-off ratios at Bank of America remain quite low. And Bank of America did increase their tangible book value about 1% quarter over quarter. Goldman Sachs, on the other hand, they beat their revenue and earnings expectations, even though the expectations were pretty low coming into the report. Revenue was actually down 23% year over year at Goldman, but that was largely in line with expectations. The weakness, of course, was in investment banking and asset management. That was offset by strength in trading in areas like fixed income, currency, commodities, and equities trading. Goldman did raise their provisions for credit losses slightly quarter over quarter, but they were able to increase book value about 3% quarter over quarter, and they increased their dividend, their quarterly dividend by about 25%. So you know, checking in overall on the banks, you know, we typically value banks more the larger traditional banks with either a price to tangible book value ratio or a price to earnings multiple. And looking at where Goldman Sachs and Bank of America both trade, you know, they're both trading just below 10 times forward earnings estimates. They trade. Uh, Goldman Sachs had about a 1.1 times price to tangible book, Bank of America at about a one and a half times price to tangible book. Now, we see that historically, you know, Goldman and Bank of America will often trade up to somewhere between like 12 to 15 times earnings and about maybe two times tangible book value when the economic environment is more stable and, you know, people are more optimistic. Uh, So today we do see them trading at a bit of a discount to those numbers. However, of course, they have been trading at lower multiples during times of economic stress, you know, during times when the market's worried about financial crisis or, you know, just the overall economic environment. We do see, goldman sachs and bank of america often trade down to uh, multiples that would be less than one times price to tangible book and maybe even as low as something like five or six times forward earnings estimates but we're not at those kinds of levels currently but they do look like they could be bargains if you believe that the economic environment improves from here and stabilizes however they could also have a little bit more downside relative to to their historical trading multiples if the economic environment does deteriorate more rapidly so we're going to be watching signs of what's happening with the consumer, what's happening with the economy as we go forward over the next few weeks, not only through the corporate earnings reports, but obviously the market pricing and what happens there. And then, of course, any other inflation readings, any other forward-looking readings we're going to get on, on unemployment. We did see weekly jobless claims, weekly unemployment claims, rise a little bit again last week. So they're not at alarming levels yet in the U.S., but they are starting to rise a little bit. So that's something to keep a very close eye on here. However, like I said, you know, the market today is showing green. We do see risk on environment. We do see some, some improvements here in just general risk assets. And I will note, you know, the NASDAQ index is breaking above its 50-day moving average for the first time in a while as stocks are bouncing here. So keep that in mind. We could still have rallies even if we do have a broader trend still of a bear market. Uh, we could still see stocks, you know, do, uh, do, do pretty crazy things in the short run. So... Keep that in mind. But overall, you know, the focus, like I said, this week is going to be on earnings. I'll be checking in on and reporting on as many of these reports as I can. Uh, we'll also talk about some individual stocks as we go forward this week. So definitely let me know on Twitter at StockGeekTV if you've got any individual companies you'd like me to take a specific look at. Well, we'll wrap it up there this morning. I hope you have a great start to your week, everyone. I'll see you soon. Cheers.